Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. Well, especially for this time, I just remember we talk about Halloween, but when I was little in Pittsburgh, like mm-hmm. we wore snow gear with mm-hmm. our like snow suits and everything. You had to figure out how to dress up as Batman in yeah. like, a snow suit because yeah. we got we got like six inches of snow like three days like it was like three or four days before Halloween one year mm-hmm. and all of the parents in the neighborhood were like oh we're gonna move Halloween to a d- like or it's gonna be like during the day or whatever and I literally went around with a couple of my friends and this wasn't my idea it was my friend Mike's idea who was my next door neighbor it was a bunch of us that went around to all of the houses and we had all of the parents sign a petition that they would be okay <laughs> with us doing Halloween at night like trick-or-treating at night mm-hmm. even though it was horribly cold and there was still like so much snow on the ground um but we got it we did it and we suffered through that whole right. night and it was great but like it used to snow quite a bit on Halloween mm-hmm. and now it's like Connecticut doesn't sure. get snow until like January now yeah so yeah Utah um, it was sort of hit or miss when I was a kid. Um, my mom right. would always like take into consideration though, like if you could make a costume and have some sort of warm element to it. So like, you know, if you're going to be the Hulk, then you got to wear a big green puffy jacket underneath it. Or, um, I went as uh, Dick Tracy, um, one mm-hmm. year and, um, uh, my mom made like a full blown fucking, like, it was actually a bathrobe. It was my bathrobe for a long time. It was a yellow trench coat, but, uh, it was made out of like bathrobe material. It was nice and warm, which was great. And so my, my sister went as breathless Mahoney, which, um, like, like, I don't know. It was, I don't know. No one probably out there listening now even knew that that was Madonna's character's name. But um, my mom made her <laughs> a like fake fur coat that was out of what, terry cloth. So it was like a bathrobe as well. So it was like my mom was like double dipping. She's like, okay, here's your Halloween costume, but you're going to use this as your bathrobe for the next couple of years until you get too big. It was kind of kind do, of brilliant, really. Do parents still make Halloween costumes? I think it depends on their on their crafting skills. I think my mom made my Halloween costumes yeah. for a really long time, and the next our neighbor when I was still little living in Pittsburgh the little boy that lived next door who was like the cutest thing ever and now he's he was like a 13 pound baby mm-hmm. like he was huge wow. he was speaking like full sentences Dang. at like two years old like he was crazy he could you could carry on a full conversation with this kid when mm-hmm. he was three it was insane and now he's like a football coach in Texas he's like six foot two or whatever <laughs> he's huge anyway um he was like I'm gonna be Batman and you have to be Batman girl so Mm -hmm. my mother actually made both of our costumes so that he was batman and i was batgirl it was really cute and i was like how did you do this and she goes i don't know she knows how to use a sewing machine so she was just like so i just always wondered like (sighs) mom still make amy made uh, mike arias last year she did little red riding hood it looked really good but i'm like is that little red riding hood but it also kind of looks like the um Oh, what's that Hulu TV show? Uh, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, she looked like a person from Handmaid's Tale. Like, is that a Handmaid's Tale person? Or is it a little red riding hood? <laughs> and he was like, don't say that. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think the other thing, too, you see, though, is um, because of Comic-Con and stuff like that and cosplay as well, like, you, I, it's just, I think it's the same thing. It's like, there's some people some who, 
next level. Yeah, there's, it's just like the people who have that skill set and who don't. I kind of love the homemade costume just in general. Like, I just, I don't know. Sure. There's but something great so about it. Q has it. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Well, so at Terrificon, there was a family that was dressed up. Like, I think I told you guys as Bob's Burgers. Oh, I hadn't heard ah. about this. No, but that's awesome. Oh, that's my awesome. God. It was so cute. So the mom and dad were Bob and Linda. They mm. didn't. Ha- and then the little boy, they had a little boy and a little girl. And then they had um, a service dog and it was dressed up as Tina. But but Louise was the little girl and Uh you could tell that the mom made the like bunny ear hat Uh from scratch. And I was just like, I walked by them because I had to run to the restroom. And when I came back, I was like, oh my God, I love your outfits. And they were like, and the little girl was like, thank you. And and then I realized the dog was with them. Yeah. And they put the dog in like a blue, it was like a blue onesie basically. Uh But Uh it was half of it was tight. And then they had like the skirt. (laughs) and i was like oh my god i can't i just i can't like this is too funny that's uh it was so cute but like the parents like the mom looked like linda and the dad was dread and even had like a little bit of like kind of grime or whatever like he was working behind a grill (laughs) i mean it was really really cute but then I saw a family that was all Moana. Uh-huh. So the dad ha- dad actually had real tattoos on his arm. Mm-hmm. So he was dressed as Maui. And all he had to do was take, he took his shirt off and he just put on a, uh, a, a wig. wig. And he yeah. basically just looked like Maui. <laughs> and the little girl walks by, was walking in front of him. And I was like, oh my God. She, and it like really cute outfit. It wasn't like, oh, we went to the mm-hmm. costume shop and got it. Some of these people do these family outfits and it is so freaking cute. I just can't get over it. So yeah, I, that was why I just, I I figure like it was a good question to ask since we are now in Halloween Halloween season. Yeah. I'll have to ask Amy what she has planned if she does, but yeah, yeah, she did Amy Arias last year. It looked great. Last year, um, we bought Prim a Batman Halloween costume and then Mm -hmm. Ellen made us two t-shirts and we were Gotham city. Yeah. So that was um, super cute. So yeah. So, so we were, we were 50 50 last year um so yeah we were 50 50 last year <laughs> i like that we just jokingly said that the cat one is Catwoman. um so oh my god but she now has a batman collar i bought for her recently i'm very proud of that uh, That's cute. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, hey, and welcome to Halloween uh, time here on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Uh, we are starting out our spooktacular month of uh, comics with Dracula Motherfucker. Um, a title that's just fun to say. Yes. Um, it's a great title. It really is. By uh, Alex DeCampi and Eric uh, Henderson, um, which uh, we will get into discussing. We have our full group with us today. We have Ms. Lena, Ms. Adam, and Ms. Todd, Hi. and I'm Ms. Brian. Um, Ms. Indeed. Ms. Indeed. Uh, speaking of which, I noticed that The Miz has a TV show now. The Miz and Mrs. Adam, you're my... Really? Yeah, I have one for a while. Oh, really? Okay. I'm... Are you talking The Miz as in the WWE <laughs> dude? Yeah, the guy who used to be on... Yeah. on, uh, on uh, Real World. Real, Real World, yeah. I fucking hate yeah. him on Real World, and now he's a WWE guy, and everyone's like, oh, he's great. I'm like, fuck that guy. Fun fact, he oh. also is the host of all of the Challenge reunion shows. Oh, really? And Aaron and I have been watching every season of The Challenge on MTV 
because we have nothing else to fucking watch. Although recently I've been watching Resident Alien. And, okay. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, funny. real confession time here. Um, yes. I uh, I got sort of suckered in and then got addicted to The Bachelorette. Um, for those of you keeping track, I was watching Katie's season. Um, and she fucking picked the wrong fucking guy, but we're not they even going to get into guy's such a douche um anyway like she picked like all the good guys bailed on brian her. yeah brian, i know you're boring it's, every single one of our listeners including the other three listening I on know. This anyway <laughs> but now i've been watching uh i got suckered into uh uh bachelor in paradise oh don't no but hold on here's the thing why i started watching it was because david spade who had been doing brilliant commentary like on his facebook and uh you told on us TikTok. about this last you told oh, us about it like a couple weeks ago okay well so this is a point thing about it is this he only did the first episode we're doing a different celebrity host every episode so the second episode was lance bass it wasn't bad but it was lance bass in the second episode so now i'm a little bummed because like i really wanted to be david spade the entire time but uh unfortunately it was all for not so yeah well i just got into neon genesis evangelion because the whole thing's on netflix Mm -hmm. including all the movies and then the newest one like just just came out like two months ago is on hulu or amazon it's it's one of the streaming ones and that i got way sucked into because i i didn't watch it back in the 90s and that that's actually really well done so yeah it's not that way crazy far out there i mean it's starting to get way crazy far out there anime towards the end but it's been building Mm -hmm. so it's not like why does this robot have teeth like well we've explained that now you know why yeah Nice. Anyway, back on subject. So, uh, this is a vampire book, and it's sort of like a black exploitation film. It's sort of exactly what you would expect, uh, based on the slightly seventies art cover and the name Dracula mm-hmm. the motherfucker. So, you know, there isn't necessarily a surprise there. But Adam, what is our cocktail for this week? Oh yeah, much like the job of the main character, uh, Quincy. The name of the cocktail is the paparazzi. You're going to take a wine glass. You're going to add some ice to it. You're going to add in a half ounce of dark rum, a half ounce of lime juice, two ounces of pineapple juice and four ounces of sparkling wine and you're simply going to stir to mix okay uh who has a drinking game rule they want to start out with i do okay shouldn't he sparkle (laughs) (laughs) every time you realize that dracula is this weird creepy creature take a drink okay uh mine's sort of similar to that mine is uh i see you every time you see a creature with multiple eyes uh, or multiple eyes surrounding somebody (laughs) take a drink (laughs) mine was called there is an eye upon you I almost did that too because of the um, uh, the opening track of the uh, second M5K M five K album. Yes, that's right. Wow, that's part of M five thousand to all you uh, all you other kids. Oh, they know everyone. <laughs> yeah, everyone automatically knows what PM five K is. I don't for. think even after saying their name, people are going to know. <laughs> I do. Come on, Spider One is a god. Uh, actually, I don't know. They uh, they played a they played a couple shows at the um, the uh, Whiskey Go Go, and my friend who works there. I keep trying to hit him up to let me mix there so because I want to mix the Power Man 5000 just for fun because I think that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize how small that place was until my buddies. Oh, place. yeah, it's a fucking hole, it's dude. Super it's small. It's so small. We actually, we didn't care. We didn't give a shit about anyone playing but our friend's band. So we went across the street to the Hustler store. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. then we got in trouble because we were like chasing each other around with the whips and they weren't yeah. very happy about that. Nice. So. Yeah, that's the one thing moving out to California is all these legendary venues, you don't realize that they're fucking tiny. Like all of them are just like right. small little. Mm-hmm. Whole, like small little clubs um i'm sure cbgb's was like the same way in new york like but uh like uh the troubadour is tiny yes um you 
know, uh, the Roxy's pretty damn small. The Rainbow Room is a fucking dive bar. Like, it's just, they're not what you expect them to be, kids. They really aren't. Um, how how big is the Velvet Room? Because I never went there. I've never been to the Velvet Room. I also haven't been to the Viper Room. I've driven by it, but I haven't been there. Viper Room, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that the one Johnny Depp owned? Uh, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the one um, uh, River Phoenix died in front of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's still in existence. I've, I know it's fairly small. I don't think it's, I think it might be smaller than the whiskey, but uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, um, I think the first, first person I knew of who had read this book was Todd. Uh, yeah. Oh, you have a drink game roll. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Do it. Good Lord, Brian. I have to get back. This is spring training. I gotta like <laughs> get the rust off. I'm getting back into the flow of things. All right. So I'm watching the bachelor. Don't, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Bachelor. Fuck the bachelor. <laughs> Uh, mine's called Gur Arg. Every time you see fangs, nice. Okay, that one's good. I think almost That's all of ours are good. like the same like thing. That. Actually, no, there are more fangs than that. Uh, but yeah. Arg, Arg, Arg. Some people of a certain age will get that one. <laughs> oh no! I just keep seeing that stupid thing going across yeah. the screen. Yeah. Amazing animation. Really, truly amazing animation. So, uh, but Mr. Todd, since when I said, hey, have you ever heard of this book? Todd's like, of course, yeah. Of course I've heard of it. I fucking own it. Um, <laughs> so, because, I mean, your reputation, I think, is sound in that one, Todd. Uh, what are your thoughts? You know, so Alex DeCampi wrote this. Um, mm-hmm. We're reading another Alex DeCampi book later this month with Archie versus Predator. So, same okay. author. Um, the coloring. Talk about um, 70s LA. I kind of love that part of it, actually. The, the, the Dude, 70s are- my brain just kept going back to, I'm like, oh, this exists in the same world as the nice guys. Where yeah. is Russell Crowe? Yes. Yeah. Oh, such a great movie. Yeah. Uh, love that movie. But it just fit. And they're like, 70s LA. You see this color scheme and whatnot. And I'm like, I'm in. This yeah. is it. Perfect. And it is not long. Nope. And it's a perfect title for this kind of thing. It's like, this is such a book. It's like, I've got a perfect title. Now I need to figure out how to write it. Yeah. And Alex did a great job. So it's, um, you know, it's hedonistic. It's over the top. It's weird. It's scary. But at the same time, it's like Dracula, scary, legitimately so with the art. And I really dug that. And it's, is it kind of sexy or just over the top? You know, it wasn't necessarily sexy. It was kind of no. slutty's the wrong word. It, it was, it was grindhouse like, sexy. It was like grind. It was like sexy. it was like trying to be sexy, but a little too dirty. You know, dirty. Right. It's yeah. dirty, exploitive. Kind yeah. Of the deal. Yeah. Definitely exploitation style style stuff. Yeah. Right. So for the vibe and everything that's going to as a the story, the vibe is so good. The story is secondary. And I mm-hmm. am great with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I like, and I think you're right with the style being the primary thing. The story, yeah, is not great. Like, but there is some cool art moments. That one explosion that looks like that uh-huh. classic um, '70s sort of design, which 100% honesty, uh, our current logo I totally stole from '70s ideas. Uh, so sure. uh, you know, so that is what it is. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, there, there's some cool visual elements to it. I think it is the art for this one that makes this book fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with you that it's definitely that style. Um, Lena, what are your thoughts? I love the fact they didn't make him sparkle. Yeah. Uh, I really like, so I, cause I, I read the, the on monsters by Alex DeCampi. It's at the back of the book mm-hmm. and he, mm-hmm. I just love He goes, she. The, sorry. She says the petty hill I will die on is that Dracula should never be handsome. Nice. And I always, I just thought that was great. Cause it was like, yeah, here's this creature that like, you know, the whole premise is he's supposed to be this, the, the most beautiful man ever. And it's like, well then it's not, he's not, 
not evil. He's got yeah. people just falling in love with him. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that he was just that Dracula was just this like weird reacher. He didn't really have mm-hmm. like a body per se. He was just mm-hmm. this right. weird being that came around. And um, so I thought that was really interesting. But in terms of the story, it just was like, hey, I. Definitely not my kind of story. I yeah. like Dracula things. I think my favorite mm. version, and it's a terrible movie, which I hate it, but it's just, it's such a good premise, was Dracula 3000, 2000? Oh, uh, Dracula 3000, yeah. That movie is a piece of shit, and I love it dearly. It's so bad that it's good. Um, is that the one... With Johnny Lee Miller in it. Yeah. And Seven of Nine. Let me see. Okay. Oh, wow. Keep talking. There's one vampire movie. I'm going to see if I can remember what, which one Dracula 3000 was basically Dracula was creepy. He was Judas. So, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, everyone. If you haven't seen right. this shitty, shitty movie from <laughs> 99 or something like that. Um, the premise is, is that uh, Dracula is Judas. And instead of and his curse for what he did to Jesus was he was cursed with with everlasting life and he was turned into a vampire. And so oh, Dracula 2000. Sorry, yeah, I was like I know it's something. Uh so Dracula 2000, sorry. And it was Blade 3000 actually. I think it was <laughs> Blade Trinity or whatever. Anyway, yeah. uh, which has the same kind of feel, but anyway, so um but the movie is terrible, but the premise of how of the origin story of Dracula, I really really liked. Um, I thought it was really interesting. And so this, I, and I think the thing that I like about that is that Dracula was good looking, but he wasn't this, like, you know, you, you were just attracted to him because you were attracted to him. And there was like this, there was this different way of who he, who he was. And I think that's why that movie reminded me of this book. Um, but in terms of the story, I got lost in a lot of stuff. Um, just because of like who all the women were and who like who was coming after him and who wasn't. And I think a lot of it had to do with the art because the coloring was very stylized. And so because of that, I was losing who was who, um, with the exception of Bracla and the photographer. But beyond that, and he seems like a is he like a night stalker? Is that what he is? The, he's, he's a photographer and it's kind of paparazzi, but it's like, it's like, um, like Nightcrawler. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I, I, I think that's fairly accurate. Yeah. I yeah. Think Nightcrawler type. Yeah. So that's the, but that was like, I'm like, I, that was my only kind of gripe with it. The story itself was interesting. Um, but the, the who is who I'm like, I just, I can't tell what woman is what at this point, just because sometimes I think I got who it is. And then I'm like, I don't know. So as per all of the episodes that I'm, that we've done, um, I don't know what the hell is going on. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, there you go. Okay, so backing up a little bit, the movie I was thinking of is from 1998, so very similar to the other one. It's called Vampires. With um, it was made by John Carpenter, uh, but it stars. Oh, I know that one. Yes, James I know that Wood, one exactly. Daniel yes. Baldwin. Um, there's really not a lot of other names worth mentioning. I don't think, but uh, yeah, that movie is the definition of gratuitous. Like everything okay. in that is like the nudity is gratuitous, the blood is gratuitous. It's all just gratuitous.
gratuitous. And I just remember like, I remember seeing that movie in the theaters and being like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, it was just like, just really bizarre. But um, anyway, but uh, yeah, uh, Adam, what are your thoughts? So a couple of fun facts about uh, Dracula 2000. So Gerard Butler was Dracula. Oh, okay. Uh, Johnny Lee Miller was the main character. You had Christopher Plummer as Van Helsing. Yep. Oh, uh, flip the flip the script on that one a little bit, huh? Right. Uh, Jerry Ryan, who was seven of nine, she was one of like the first Who Cares victims. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Fillion was in it as Father David, so it had a bunch of people. It was kind of like before they were big, kind yeah. of thing. And this I found really interesting. So Harvey Weinstein, who's a fucker, yeah. uh, he bought the screenplay specifically because he thought he liked the thought of the title, and then he said it sucked. So the guy who actually came in and wrote it was Scott Derrickson, who did the first uh, Doctor Strange. He oh, okay. wrote and directed Doctor Strange and then left the, set, the sequel because Marvel was you know, creative differences, quote unquote. Uh-huh. Uh, so did anyone, because I, I actually love Dracula, like the, the actual book by Bram Stoker. I, I read it when I was a kid and I didn't know yeah. it was like diaries and news clippings and all yeah. that fun stuff. So the fact the main character's name was Quincy Harker, which is a mashup of Jonathan Harker, Harker and Quincy yeah. Adams, or Quincy, whatever his name was, Morris. Yeah. I thought that was just kind of fun. I don't know if it was just because... So I really was hoping, I don't know why this is just stupid, that we end up with Blackula. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know why it just... <laughs> You know, the, the black exploitation part of it, I was like, I was like, please let it be Black Yellow, because that would have just made my day. Because Black yeah. Yellow is such a horrible black exploitation movie that I love dearly. Uh, it was, I'm with Lena, it was like weird and strange, and the story didn't make any sense. But then I go over on Todd's side, and it's like, there was no point to the story. You didn't really need the story. You just wanted to look at the pretty pictures and, yeah. and get the, the vibe and tone of it. And I think that's kind of fine. Uh, I did enjoy the fact that that the that Dracula was not some handsome dude. He was some creepy right. wolf thing with six eyes and his little third chakra eye, whatever it was, it opened up. I like did the you fact that first see the anime Helsing. No, so funny story. I was at Barnes Noble yesterday before I walked out, very disappointed, like I always do at Barnes Noble, and I uh-huh. saw the the Helsing uh, manga, and right. I was like, yes. oh, cool. Uh, I saw like it was like an omnibus. I picked it up. I'm like, oh, this I, I'll totally go with this. No, it was the first volume of like 20 million, I guess, because I guess right. it's a long, long running. So I want to watch Helsing because I love this story, even though the Van Helsing movie with Hugh Jackman's horrible. Uh, yes. So the I actually manga do want to are the there are two animes of the Helsing manga. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. And they're both great. And, I mean, when they did the second one, they brought back the voice cast that did the first one, and they did the second one more gratuitous than the first time. And it's you, pretty fantastic. But a lot of the visuals from this was also like he's like, oh, someone watched Helsing when they went to go draw this. Is that the one with like the crazy fight scene in the cathedral with like the the big graphic cross, um, like in the background? Yes. Okay, I'm adding that to my. Uh, it's on uh, Hulu, by the way. Oh, it already is in All my right. stuff. Okay, yeah, I've been meaning to watch it again. Of that, course, it is, great. Brian. <laughs> I gotta finish Evangelion first before I hop into that. Well. <laughs> So, oh, good. Sorry, no, I would no. say so. It's it is what it is, and it, it tells its little story, and its story is really stupid. I did have fun with the fact that all of his brides in the end turned into monsters and ate him. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a very big fan of that, and it does kind of leave not really so much a that's kind of a cliffhanger where at the very end, uh, uh, Quincy wakes up and he's now a vampire, which is mm-hmm. very heavily implied. Mm-hmm. So I guess they could do a second one. I don't know if they need to do a second one. You don't like, to. This is enough. Yeah, this is enough, and I, I don't think I would ever go back and read it again, because I got mm-hmm. everything I needed. And actually, it was kind of funny, because I was just flipping through it as everyone else was going through stuff to get some points. And I reread the whole damn thing in, like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. It's yeah. kind of like when we did Battle Pug, where you can just kind of skip to some of the dialogue and look at the pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, the art style is fantastic. I, I yeah. really did get the grindhouse. I almost would have been fun if on some of the the pages or some of the panels, it would have done like the grain, the film, yeah. you know, the film grain kind of thing on it. Uh, I think that would have just brought it up to like almost perfection as far as the art style goes. But it's there. It's it's definitely a vampire book, and it's not sparkly, and it nails the grindhouse black exploitation thing. But you can honestly just flip through it and not read anything. And just look at the pretty pictures, and you'd still get the whole story. Mm, yeah, I mean, which is kind of partially the point of the well, exactly. No, medium, was, you know what I mean? Like so, it's a detraction from it. Yeah. It's like that's kind yeah. of what the whole point was. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. Adam, to your point about uh, like the original Dracula book, that is one of the first books, one of the only ones I can think of in my head uh, that I ever read, and I could not read it when it was dark out. Like I had to read that during daylight hours. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I I love that book. I really do. But like, I remember, I'm like, I've read it a couple times, but like the first time i read it for sure i like i could not read it at night um the the image in the book of him crawling down the castle wall uh in down yeah. into the thing that always just like i don't know what it was that freaked me out and then the, the the his wives and whatever that also freaked me out so like when and this one where they kind of flipped the script and the wives sort of are the, you know yeah i guess wives is the right word um they kind of flipped the script on him and like kind of that i kind of like that aspect of it um but yeah it's this is all about the visuals it's all i mean it's it's fun it's kind of i don't know it's not high art but it's it's a fun enjoyable thing it's a, it's a popcorn movie of a comic book, you know? So, mm-hmm. Speaking of the of the Dracula book, there was a Kickstarter, mm-hmm. I think, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And I would have done it, but it was stupid expensive. But for, like, the big all-in Kickstarter thing, mm-hmm. it was like you got Van Helsing's chest. And inside of it, there was, like, a leather-bound, fully illustrated version of Dracula. Oh, cool. Then included with it was, like, handwritten all the letters and the clippings. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, a collection of the book and also all the stuff in the book. Like, it was actual artifacts from the book. Oh, interesting. And I would have done it, but it was, like, five bucks and i was like there's no way i can i would yeah. love this and this would be like a prized possession but I, I can't spend 500 bucks on this but it's also one of those things that if you really wanted to you could recreate it yourself except my handwriting sucks and i had nice calligraphy for like me and a harker and stuff oh uh, okay <laughs> Well, you got that then. So, okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, this isn't necessarily overly deep. So, I don't know. Does anybody else have something they want to bring up on this one? If you get a no. chance, watch Dracula 2000. And, <laughs> and I would say watch it in more of an ironic way. It's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, but it's, it's not like unwatchable either. It's like a fun. The sequel yeah. was. They did a sequel to that. Yes. Of course they did because it made a little bit of money and. Of course, that's what all. I mean, think about it. How many uh, Bring It On has had four different sequels? <laughs> oh, maybe it did. I thought it did. That was like Dracula 2010 or something. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, but it was, um, it isn't unwatchable. It's, but it's like one of those movies that you get together with people on like a Friday night and you drink some beer and you watch a really shitty <laughs> Dracula movie. But, and it's fun because it's some of it's funny and some of it's definitely that like mystery science theater 3000 mm-hmm. kind of stuff where you can start cracking jokes and everything because mm-hmm. you're just, it's some of the scenes are just idiotic and how the characters act but the premise the the origin story everything that kind of goes along with it is actually really really interesting um i really you know anytime it's on it's kind of a guilty pleasure i will watch it um and then the other thing talking about dracula is it's on netflix it's called castlevania yes Mm. oh my god yes and (laughs) and um the main character is uh voiced by my favorite actor uh richard armitage 
who, fun fact, was the first bad guy that tried to blow everything up in uh, Captain America. So, fun fact for you. Um, he was the Russian that he, like, dove in after and mm, punched okay. a hole in the stub or whatever he was trying to get away. Oh, did right, Warren okay. Ellis write all those Castlevania Netflix shows? I think he did. He's an adult. I will go Google it. But those, I'm not really a big, like, anime person. I don't watch a lot of cartoon stuff, but uh, really, really, really well done show. Um, I really like it. And so I know that there are three seasons. Uh, there's four. They just finished it up uh, this year. Okay. So there's four seasons. Uh, they're all on Netflix, um, kind of in the same vein of this. Uh, really interesting again origin story of of how um, Dracula came like why he's going after people in this town and it's really really interesting um, I really liked it so those were kind of the the two things that fit in with this the thing right. I would say steer clear of would be Dracula Dead and Loving It <laughs> oh I love Dracula Dead and Loving It the weirdest fucking movie uh, you know I just I haven't watched it in years, so maybe I'll have to watch it again and see if it makes more, if, if I like it. But I haven't watched it in a good 15, 20 years. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. So I, I have two bits of, of fun trivia. So, one, there were two sequels to Dracula 2000. Of course. They were direct-to-video. It was uh, Ascension and Legacy. And to show how good we are at this podcast, on the Dracula 2000 soundtrack, Power Man 5000 has a song called Ultra Mega. There you go. <laughs> It all comes together. <laughs> we're not going to get any better than that. We're gonna we're gonna leave with that. No. So, uh, uh, Lena, what is your grade? Um, I'm going to give this a, a a minus. I mean, it did what it was wow. set out to do. It did what it set out to do. I don't think that it. It's definitely not my cup of tea. But that doesn't mean that it wouldn't be something for someone else. I'm sure if you had the actual, I had everything on digital. I'm sure, if, like Todd, you have the um, actual book. It's probably gorgeous. So I think from that respect, it's probably worth your time and, and money. But um, yeah, it's not my cup of tea. But I don't think that makes it a bad book. Okay, uh, Mr. Todd. A minus. I mean, the art. The vibe is awesome and everything else. The story, secondary, and it knows exactly what it is. So, yeah, A minus. Cool. Uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, so, Warren Ellis did do Castlevania. So, we'll throw that out there. And this is another episode where uh, score creep comes into play because when I first read it, I was kind of meh. But then the more <laughs> we talked about it, I'm like, oh. So, I'm at an A minus as well. So, okay. Um, and I'm going to go with a B. Um, I like All it. Right. It's fun, but it's not like brilliant. Um, you know, yeah. so, uh, but yeah, it's fun. It's a, it is what it is. It's, it's what you kind of expect it to be, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Right. Um, cool. So, uh, next week, we are reading Crossed. Adam is <laughs> yeah. to blame for that. So, Adam, do you want to give us a little warning as to what we're reading next week? So, this is probably one of the most intense uh, horror slash graphic novels I've ever read. I've actually had some nightmares. There's a certain scene that involves a circle of salt that always fucks me up. Uh, it takes place probably anytime nowadays, and there's this virus that's spreading the world that if you get infected by some kind of bodily fluid, you get marked with a rash across your face, over your nose, in the shape of a cross. And it's basically people lose every sense of who they are and just act whatever their id says to do. And that includes murder, rape, pillage, the most fucked up stuff you think of. They 
they do it and enjoy it. So, and this is the he survivors. Needs Jesus. He needs the Jesus. <laughs> and he this needs is, Jesus. This is the story of the survivors trying to essentially survive. So, okay. Uh, so there's that that week um, or next week. And then we're going to be doing Marvel Zombies by I think Robert Kirkman actually wrote that. Yes. Um, and then we are going to be doing another Alex DeCampi book with uh, Archie meets Predator, Archie versus Predator. Archie versus Predator. Versus Predator. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And um, keep in mind that if you go look it up on Comixology, uh, you're going to find Archie versus Predator 2, which I think we should do next year because it looks like it's more of the modern Archie type stuff. Uh huh. The right one is the one that looks very classic Archie with a very yeah. cartoonish Predator on yeah, the front. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, because it's ridiculous, and that's why I wanted to read it in the first place. So, um, cool. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us, and uh, we will see you all later. Bye! Bye! Bye. Did you think, computer think you were singing this time? No. I think because uh, I told it before we weren't, I wasn't singing, so no more. They were members. Yeah. So I, just, I remember. You remember? I remember. <laughs> so I just looked up Garth Ennis, and he looks nothing like I thought he would. He looks like a sweet, sweet man. Well, he's, <laughs> he's got some got fucked up shit in his bed, is what he did. Dude. By the way, yeah. Todd, you just yeah. said member. I remember. You remember? Uh, <laughs> Trey and Matt just bought Casa Bonita here in Denver. I saw that. Good for them. I'm so excited. They said they're going to make the menu better. So maybe they'll actually get good food at Casa Bonita instead of cat food like they had before. Dude, they, there his, was his a food. attempt to replicate yeah. that here in Utah called the Mayan. Yes. Yeah, shitty I've food. never gone to a place that going, wow, I want to go to Taco Bell where the Mexican food's much better. Yes. Like, they had like, the cliff divers inside and shit like that, right? Yes. That's the, thing. That's the whole thing. And so it that, Yeah, that's Casa Bonita. It's like, it's cliff divers. It's it's like, it's a really, it's, God, what did, Denver Westward wrote an article that said if Disneyland and Tijuana had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Bonita. <laughs> in Denver. Nice. I just remember, yeah. I went to the Mayan one time for a friend's birthday party because she thought it'd be a lot of fun to go to. And I remember very distinctly, because I don't like raw tomatoes on things, so I ordered the chicken chimichangas. And I was like, hey, can I get mine without tomatoes inside? And he's like, no, they're frozen. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I'm out. So uh, when I went to Casa Bonita, the only time I've gone was uh, I got the taco salad and they just put like this scoop of it literally looks like cat food on the side. <laughs> and I just I just picked up that and put it on like a side plate and I ate the salad. And I just remember Matt being like, oh, good. He goes, you were smart. You got the salad. And I was like, yeah, everything else looked like we shouldn't be eating it. So at least right. I have that. But the Sopapillas are really good. (laughs) See, the Mayan was fun because where we were sitting was just in the place where we could see the cliff divers. But we couldn't see them jump or land. So every so often, this (laughs) random body would just go falling at our point of view. Okay, well, looking at this, uh, the Mayan closed in 2011, y'all. It did. I never never got to eat there. No, you didn't miss anything. I'm sure I didn't. Okay. Well, you you just got to come out to Denver, Brian, and we'll bring you to Casa Bonita. Hopefully, Trey and Matt will make the menu better. Okay, cool.